For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Themes of the Feast of Trumpets. This is part six of the series. The God of Israel said that he would gather the outcasts of Israel and bring them to the holy mountain of Jerusalem, which is Mount Zion. In Isaiah, or Yeshiahu, chapter 56, verses 6 through 8, it is written, Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be a servant, every one that keeps the Sabbath from polluting it and takes hold of my covenant, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer and in the messianic era what's going to be happening in jerusalem and zion messiah is going to be ruling and reigning from jerusalem teaching the torah to all nations and his throne will be the temple that will be in jerusalem and see when we are brought to his holy mountain to zion he's got to make us joyful in my house of prayer which is the temple their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be acceptable upon my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. The Lord God which gathers the outcasts of Israel says, Yet will I gather others to him besides those that are gathered unto him. There is a prophecy that in the end of days the people of the God of Israel will be leaving Babylon and they will ask the way to Zion. The God of Israel calls his lost sheep, those of the house of Jacob who are scattered in the nations of the world to flee Babylon, the system that has kept his people captive, and to let Jerusalem come to their mind. In Jeremiah, or Yermiahu chapter 50, verses 4 through 6, it is written, In those days and in that time, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping. They shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. What is that perpetual covenant that they are joining themselves to? It is the covenant of peace of the Messianic era. It is the peace that Messiah will provide when he rules and reigns on the earth. So they're asking the way to Messiah to keep in his commandment and they are partakers of Messiah's covenant of peace during the Messianic era. And so they're fleeing from a place known as Babylon. There has to be a physical place on the 
earth that is associated with Babylon in addition to all the spiritual meanings of Babylon where his people are located. What nation on the earth is there the greatest number of what the world would call Christians and Jews in the world? It's the United States of America. So this is a prophecy of his people fleeing from the United States of America in the end of days when this country in the context of the whole world being judged during the tribulation period that we would come out of her we would let Jerusalem come to our mind and we would seek not only to spiritually return back to the ways of the God of Israel but we would physically return back to the land of promise it says about his people in Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6 my people have been lost sheep their shepherds have caused them to go astray they have turned away on the mountains they have gone from mountain to hill they have forgotten their resting place who's their resting place it's Yeshua the Messiah in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 50 it is written you who have escaped the sword that's the judgment that comes upon Babylon and the judgment that is happening upon the nations of the world go away stand not still remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come to your mind so how have they escaped the sword because they've been hidden in the day of the Lord's anger they've been protected just like the children of Israel were protected in Goshen when the God of Israel judged Egypt so those who are seeking the face of the God of Israel they will be hidden and protected in Yeshua who is the rock that we put our trust in during these troubling times therefore the ninth reason for blowing the shofar is to remind us of the gathering of the dispersed of Israel and to awaken our yearning for the end of the exile of Jacob and the messianic redemption the tenth reason for blowing the shofar is to proclaim our faith in the resurrection of the dead the tenth reason for blowing the shofar is to recall our faith in the resurrection of the dead in Isaiah or Yeshiyahu chapter 18 verse 3 it is written all you inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth see when he lifts up an ensign or a banner uh, on the mountains and when he blows a shofar hear ye so the inhabitants of the world and the dwellers on the earth are to hear the shofar that is being blown. The correct translation of Isaiah or Yeshiyahu 18 verse 3 according to Rabbi Sayaji Gaon of the 9th century should be all you inhabitants of the world and dwellers in the earth. The inhabitants of the world refers to the righteous living. The dwellers in the earth refers to the righteous dead. That they would hear the shofar and thus be resurrected from the dead. The 13th principle of Jewish faith is a belief in the resurrection of the dead. In Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 it is written regarding the end of days and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake how are they awakened with the sound of the shofar some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt because yeshua arose from the dead we can also have hope in the resurrection of the dead in first corinthians chapter 15 verses 12 through 
14, it is written, Now if Messiah be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Messiah is not risen. Since Messiah has risen, that means that there is a resurrection of the dead. If Messiah did not rise from the dead, then our preaching is dead and our faith is also in vain. It goes on in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 53, where it will tell us that believers in Yeshua will be resurrected from the dead. Behold, I show you a mystery. That means a deeper meaning, something that is not readily seen or understood at the Peshat or the literal or the surface level. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet or the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. In truth, the God of Israel receives the prayers of his people who do teshuva or repentance every day. Even so, the God of Israel has established for us a time every year when we would gather as an assembly of people and hold a holy convocation and a yearly rehearsal so that we can personally examine our lives and repent in those areas of our lives where we have departed from him and rehearse his coming when he will judge the world and judge our personal and individual lives. It is the God of Israel's desire that we do teshuva or repentance so that our names will be written in the book of life. And that would be the Lamb's book of life. Believers in Yeshua the Messiah. For this reason, a common greeting spoken on Rosh Hashanah is, May you be inscribed in the book of life. In Daniel in chapter 7 and verses 9 and 10, it is written. Daniel in chapter 7 and verses 9 and 10, it is written. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool his throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him thousands thousands ministered unto him and ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him the judgment was set in the books were open. Because the judgment is set and the books are open, this is seen as being Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. Now, in Revelation, in chapter 20, verses 11 and 12 and verse 15, it is written, And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before the God of Israel and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works 
In Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, it says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. In Jewish tradition, the gates of heaven are opened on Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah to let the prayers of his people to be received. In truth, Personally, the God of Israel opens the gates of heaven to receive the prayers of those who do teshuva or repentance during the season of teshuva. Therefore, the gates of heaven are open on Rosh Hashanah to receive the prayers of the righteous, the repentant prayers of the righteous. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 2, it is written, Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. Notice the gates of heaven are open for the righteous nation who keeps the truth. What is the truth that the righteous nation keeps? It is the Torah that is defined as truth, or the word of the God of Israel. In Psalm 119, verse 142, it is written, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah... Torah is the truth. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 14, Yeshua spoke these words. Blessed are they that do his commandment, that they may have right to the tree of life. The tree of life is a term for the Torah. And that they may enter in through the gates of the city, that is the heavenly Jerusalem. So in order to live and abide in the heavenly Jerusalem, you must not only have received Yeshua as the Messiah for your forgiveness, of your sins, but you also must do and observe and keep his commandment, which is following Torah. One of the reasons for blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is to proclaim the resurrection of the dead. The 13th article of Jewish faith is belief in the resurrection of the dead. According to Jewish tradition, the resurrection of the dead will take place on Rosh Hashanah, which this is found in Talmud and Rosh Hashanah 16b. In Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we find several themes of Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. They are the time of trouble, which is associated with the days of awe and the Yamim Noraim, those written in the book of life and the resurrection of the dead, all themes that are associated with Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. In Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it is written, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which stands for the children of the people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time and at that time your people shall be delivered every one that shall be found written in the book and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake how by the sound of the shofar some to everlasting life and some to shame in everlasting contempt. Now, Rosh Hashanah is associated with the last trump. In the book, Festivals of the Jewish Year by Theodore Gaster, on page 113, which is the chapter on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah, he states that the blowing of the shofar or the ram's horn is associated and it is a symbol of the last trump. 
with this in mind, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 53, the Apostle Paul, or Rav Shaul, associates the resurrection of the dead with the last trump, and we can see the last trump is associated with Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah, so therefore the resurrection of the dead will be on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 53, it is written, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, that is referring to our bodies that we live in while living on the earth, must put on incorruption, that is our immortal body that will live forever. And this mortal must put on immortality. Rosh Hashanah is known as Yom HaKisei, or the hidden day. The Hebrew word Kisei comes from the Hebrew word kaka, which means to conceal, hide, or cover. The hidden day of Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah has several spiritual applications. This day, it is taught in traditional Judaism, is hidden from Hasatan. Every day during the month of Elul, a shofar is blown to warn the people of the God of Israel to do teshuva and to turn back to the God of Israel, except for the last day of Elul, the 30th day, which is the day preceding Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. On that day, the shofar is not blown and is therefore silent. The reason for this is that according to Jewish tradition, Hasatan, which means in Hebrew the accuser or the adversary, is not to be given notice about the arrival of the day of judgment, Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. The death of Yeshua was hidden from Hasatan. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 2 verses 6 through 8 it is written Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect that is spiritually mature yet not the wisdom of this world human wisdom nor of the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God what is the wisdom of God the Torah in a mystery in a deeper meaning even the hidden wisdom the hidden understanding of Torah which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory so the crucifixion and the meaning and the purpose of the death of Yeshua on the tree was hidden from the princes of this world in Hasatan because if they would have known what it was accomplishing it says they would not have crucified the Lord of glory Rosh Hashanah is a time where those who are trusting in the God of Israel are hidden upon a rock. Who is that rock? It is Yeshua the Messiah. Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is a hiding of the God of Israel's people under his wings and under his protection. In Psalm 27 verse 5 which is read during the season of Teshuvah, it is written, For in the time of trouble, which is a reference to the tribulation period, he shall hide me in his pavilion and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He will set me upon a rock. Who is that rock? It is Yeshua the Messiah. Rosh Hashanah is hidden from the wicked as we can see. It is hidden from the wicked who refuse to repent and turn to the God of Israel. However, the righteous
righteous will be delivered from the judgment of the God of Israel, even as it was when the God of Israel judged Egypt. Those that put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost were delivered from that judgment that came upon Egypt, which is the death of the firstborn. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-3, through 3, it is written, But the times and the seasons, referring to the biblical festivals and the understanding of them and the themes and what they teach us about the first and the second coming of the Messiah, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves perfectly know that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. For the wicked, the time of trouble, the tribulation that comes upon the world, has got to come upon them as a thief in the night, unsuspecting. They will not be prepared. But that is not to be the case for the righteous, the people of the God of Israel who are following his ways and who know the meaning of of the sound of the shofar and heed the warning of it. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 through 7 it is written, But you brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief, for you are all children of the light. What is light referred to in the scripture? Those who not only believe in the God of Israel, know the Messiah, but they're following Torah. And children of the day, you are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night so the righteous are awake but the wicked are spiritually asleep therefore the righteous the children of the day heed the warning of the shofar and are aroused and awake from their spiritual slumber and the day of the Lord do not come upon them as a thief in the night however the wicked children of the night allow themselves to be hidden from the spiritual understanding and they receive the judgment of Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. So upon the wicked, this day comes upon them as a thief in the night. So the righteous hear the sound of the shofar, repent, they are spiritually awake, but the wicked do not hear the sound of the shofar and they slumber in sleep. In concluding the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. Once again, the greeting is, May you be inscribed in the book of life. And for us, believers in the Messiah, the thing that we can take hold of is that our calling is to have received Yeshua into our hearts and our lives, be forgiven of our sins, and to be awake. We're following the ways of the God of Israel. And so these days of the end of days will not take us and come upon us like a thief in the night, but we will be inscribed in the Lamb's book of life. And we will live and dwell with Yeshua forever and ever. This is going to conclude our teaching on Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. And in this session, we studied the meaning of the blowing of the shofar. We saw 
how that the sound of the shofar is likened unto an awakening blast, that this day is the day of the awakening blast, and one of the many applications of the meaning and the purpose of the shofar is to awaken us out of our spiritual slumber. So we examined ten reasons for the blowing of the shofar, its meaning and its application in Scripture, as we gave examples in the Scripture of the blowing of the shofar. Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruah, is associated with the resurrection of the dead. Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruah, is associated with the last trump. And Rav Shaul, or Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, told us that the resurrection of the dead is associated with the last trump. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, is associated with Yom HaKisei, or the hidden day, which is a spiritual picture of us being hidden and protecting in Messiah when judgment comes upon the world because Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is known as Yom Hadin or the Day of Judgment. Our comfort is that we are believers in the Messiah and our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we will thus be able to live and dwell with Yeshua in the heavenly Jerusalem forever and ever. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, the themes of the Feast of Trumpets. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebrews.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.